Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Monday is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, I'm ready to be um, on the Twitter, Mickey, you are drunk kind of things. <laughs> kind of thing tonight. Because I yeah, have the takes. I, I am too. I So we're going to do a 2020 redraft Mm -hmm. which is as i'm going through it i'm like thinking this is far too soon far too soon because we just know nothing yeah you know we have this shortened covid season we've got i mean there's going to be some outliers in here there's going to be some guys that we have way too high there's going to be some guys we have way too low you know in three years if we go back and listen to this podcast i expect to be embarrassed that's my expectation is that I will have some embarrassing takes on this show. Do you really expect to go back and listen to this podcast three years from now? Should I we go back and listen to all our redrafts? I never hey, did. L- hey, listeners, set a reminder in your phone three years from now mm-hmm. to send me a tweet to listen to the show. Yeah. Or just that's, comment. And that's, that's how it will get done. Yeah. That's how it will get done. Or you, or you can just do the job and tell us how much we were wrong uh, doing redrafts. That, that, that <laughs> works as well. <laughs> yeah, that works. A uh, little bit of Thunder news. So Josh Hall was waived yesterday by the mm-hmm. Thunder. Two-way player. So, you know, you expect a team like the Thunder to cycle through these guys. Yes. And there's not a current player signed to a contract. Now, there is a report coming from somebody that I hadn't ever heard of before. At Kelsey underscore lately mm-hmm. tweeted yesterday that Paul Watson Jr. has signed a two-way contract with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, Thunder Twitter got a little upset because this this happened, this tweet happened prior to the Thunder announcing that they'd waived Josh Hall. And so mm-hmm. people were like, well, she's wrong. Fake news. Yeah. And then that happens. And now everybody just assumes like, oh my gosh, obviously Paul Watson Jr. is a Thunder player. Uh, I don't. That may be true. I don't have confirmation on that, 
but you know, if it is true, you know, Paul Watson is at least kind of an interesting role player. He's a small forward. He's six foot six. Mm-hmm. He's twenty six years old. He's Jeremy he w- Grant's age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. He will be twenty seven in December. So interesting. He's a shooter, and that's really about it. So. If you told me that we are signing a shooter, I would say, cool. And so to this, I would say, cool. Yeah. And again, with two ways, it's uh, probably playing the G League. And if you're like just called called up, um, you fill your role and you try to play at your best. And having a shooter, which probably can play in the flow of the, of the game, um, in the system that OKC wants to run, then then it's okay. I mean... It's not that you yeah. you can waste two way deals like they are nothing, but I mean, there's just so many of them that can that you can legitimately expect to work out for young players, and so it makes sense to say, well, this guy's interesting, is in the system, you know, he was already in the G League, um, previously in Europe, um, he played for um, an organization that has a sort of system and has stability, so why not try him try him out, like. Uh, Again, it, it, there are some projects like the Kenrich Williams one where age is not yep. the only factor. And the project, those projects can work anyway. So let's see. Yeah. And if, I mean, just finding a 3 and D player, mm-hmm. great. Not only can you use them on your team, but they have value on the market. So yeah. that's, I mean, that's what this is about. If indeed it does happen. Now, there's no official signing, there's no official report. So, Take it for what you will. So let's take a look at the 2020 NBA draft. It is such a difficult class to evaluate, Mm -hmm. especially from this standpoint where we've had a year. You've had, you know, you have players in here like Denny Avdia, where it's like, what in the world do I do with Denny Avdia? Yeah. (laughs) Like, where, where do I put him? I just have to rely on what I looked at at draft time. Yeah. Uh, James Wiseman, another one, where it's like, what in the world do you do with James Wiseman? And then, so you have kind of these like higher profile guys, and then you have like this clump of players where they're just kind of like all, they're all role players, mm-hmm. they're all guys that played minutes this past year and trying to figure out like which one is 12 and which one is 17. And yeah. is there really a difference between the two? The answer is probably not. Yeah. <laughs> and some of these guys are going to pop. Some of these guys are going to fade out of the league entirely that are in our top 20. Like, that's just the nature of this. That rookie seasons are often not the best indicators of what's going to happen later on in their careers. So, we're kind of both doing, and our evaluations are both different, mm-hmm. but we're both taking what we learned from the draft plus what we learned from last year. You're using more of a stats based approach. Yes. And then we're. Throwing out whatever we got. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah, uh, just to add a few, uh, just a few words, and it's not even a model. It's a, almost offensive to say model, but uh, I basically took some of the um, stats that I think are relevant, like points, three-point uh, attempts, points per drive, points per pull-up, assists, true shooting, usage and also some defensive stats um, that can tell me like how much creation uh, or how much 
defensive impact, um, yeah. of course, quote unquote, because defensive impact is is really tough to to navigate with uh, standard stats. And I just mm-hmm. put them in a put them together, and and, and this is how I create the, the the stat rank. That basically I used it for two reasons, like bumping up players that are very productive and that I was high on in the draft. Like Sadiq yeah. Bey is one of them. Um, I remember we had him pretty high, higher than where it went in our pre-draft analysis. And so he produced. Um, I think he's a good player. And so I bumped him up. And Or or I just use it to kill some player because at least to some degree you have to get production. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you are very low, like extremely low and, and, and you were a very, very productive player in college, then... And, and production was your calling card, calling card. Then I, I kind of bumped, bumped those players down a bit. Yeah. And then there's Cole Anthony, which I bumped down because I hate him. But, but that's another story. I know. To be honest, I don't have Cole on my list at all. But wow. I've only done twenty players, and then he'll, um, I told you I'm gonna. I had twenty, actually twenty-one players. And then I'm going to be spitballing. And he's a part of my spitball if we get that far. Okay. So I figured we'd at least go through top 20 and then. Yeah, let's do that. You know, yeah, I think that's kind of where we're going to be. So, okay. Number one pick. I'm going to give you the number one pick and then we will just snake draft through the top 20. So who is your number one pick in the 2020 NBA redraft? Well, to me, uh, it's not as easy as it sounds, but uh, to me, it's Lamelo Ball. And I was very high on him uh, during the draft process. To me, it was the best talent in the draft. And even if Edwards had a much, much better season than uh, the one that I had in mind when uh, we first evaluated him, I think that Lamelo still has um, the best outlook in terms of future, in terms of um, you know, over the next two, three years. He's also first in my stat profile by quite a good margin because of the shot creation and because of the fact that he's a great rebounder for his size and and he's fun i mean and his team plays extremely well so to me um even if again at the beginning of the year i thought that lamella was so much better than anyone else uh, i think that anthony edwards had a great season but between the two um i went with lamello and i'm pretty confident and that is that is a good choice yeah agreed so, I actually found our big boards from the draft, pre-draft. Wow. And so, we have those cemented here. Do you want to hear top fives from each of us? Yes. So, your top five was Lamelo, James Wiseman, Okoro, Anthony Edwards, Okongwu. That's so bad. That was your top five. Mine is Ball, Edwards, Okoro, Halliburton, Okongwu. That yours is so much better. It's still not good. No, it's, it's good. Better. You hit three out of five. That is, that is very good. Yeah, I was very high on Tyrese Halliburton, and still am. And for the number two pick, I considered him, mm-hmm. but I still think you have to go Edwards. Yes. So, like statistically, you look at the second half of his season, and he was legitimately very good, mm-hmm. very very good. Yeah, hoops talk. It's talking about my eyes. Dude, I am struggling with my allergies all day. So 
my eyes are watering, my nose is running. It's I just have horrific grass allergies and my the grass is going nuts right now at my place. So that's where I'm at if you're watching on the stream. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm literally just struggling through this as I have throughout this entire day. So anyhow, Anthony Edwards, great for Minnesota. A really and also just personality-wise, like the best guy in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love him as a downhill creator. He can get his own bucket. He, and if he is indeed taller, if he is six foot six, then you know he maybe should be considered to be the number one pick. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. I talked to John Krasinski last week about him, and he said he doesn't know, but. Edwards is really interesting, and it's not a complete embarrassment that he was selected first. No, in this draft. No, to me, uh, no. What is a what is a complete embarrassment is that the Warriors took Wiseman at two. Like that, that should be they should be killed more for that. And now they're they get to hide behind the mystery of James Wiseman mm-hmm. to a degree at this point. It's early. Which it's huh? it's very early. For, it is very early. For it's very early, but to this, the NBA is all about a lot of it's about creation mm-hmm. from every spot, yeah. right? And do you have? I don't have any confidence that Wiseman's going to be a creator. Me neither. But to me, uh, this is why you'll see that I, I I don't have Wiseman too much, too far behind. Um, and to be honest, I'm struggling even with with having him that low. Uh, that yeah. Yandre Ayton tail is still fresh in my mind. He was sure. so bad year one. Like, yeah. so, so bad. Uh, embarrassing. Was. And, and everyone killed the Suns as much as the uh, the Kings. And then in three years, he's saying, well, the pick wasn't, was bad, but not that bad. At least... Because they didn't take a player that had the creation skills. Yes. Yes. And this this is, and this is true. I mean, I I struggled a lot with Edwards' creation skills, though. Uh, he's surprising me quite a lot with the yeah. the fact that he's able. I mean, I mean, he's still pretty inefficient. Uh, not Poku level inefficiency, but still pretty inefficient. Right. Um, right. But he played so much better than I anticipated, and and, and I, I I got it wrong. Um, but since you mentioned Tyrese, I have him third, and and yeah. to me there is no real doubt about that uh yeah. is third also in my stat rank um one two and three are basically my stat rank um they were so much better than than, than all the other guys um yeah definitely and yeah so i mean to me uh the kings made a home run pick and and a lot of other teams like detroit like uh phoenix like even new york like I get, I get what the what the Hawks did. I get what, like I get the, the Chicago picks pick. But but after that, I mean, Terry's was it's all bad. It's all bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's all really bad. It's all really, even it's all bad. Cleveland, you can say okay with Okoro. I think at the time. Yeah. Y- yes. 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 I said that at the time. Yeah. But once you, yeah, really, once you get to the Hawks, it's like okay, guys. What's going on here? Yeah, but Having we love Killian the Kongwu. Kevin, Kongwu. Like, we did love a Kongwu. Yeah. Yes. But also, I didn't... I kind of expected Halliburton to be taken higher than that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Like the Pistons screwed up big time. Yes. And the Knicks and the Wizards and the Suns and the Spurs. No, the Suns. The Suns is just unbelievable. It's inexcusable. Yeah. It's it's inexcusable. Yeah. And like if you're the Spurs and like, oh, we already have all these guards. Like, sorry, Halberton's better than all of them. So most likely. Doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, Halliburton is the best in terms of uh, pull-up creation, uh, and and also very good in um, in let me see drives, and it's he's very good in assists, and he's okay mm-hmm. in in some defensive defensive metric, so steals stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he is really really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great. So number four. This is so I wanted to I was playing a game in my head was like, when was the first time that I really thought of taking Poku? Mm-hmm. Like, what was the slot? And I would say this is the slot. That really I first thought about taking him because of creation skills mm-hmm. would be like the number one reason. It's like, OK, who who left can create? Yeah. And the list is tiny, <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you exclude Cole Anthony, then yes, it's very tiny. He is excluded beyond belief. He's so, fourth in my stat. That in my stat rank. Cole is. Yes. Just because he probably because he took shots and scored. The thing points. about this, the thing about this draft class, is no one really took a lot of shots. Yeah. Like besides the top three guys that we just discussed, mm-hmm. then it drops off a cliff as to who took shots. Yeah. So we don't know. That's why I mean that's why we largely just don't know mm-hmm. with this class. Who is who? Spoiler, I don't have Cole Anthony soon. So don't don't worry. I'm not mad. I'm not You better not. I'm not crazy. Not. But but yeah. He you is know, I can easily kick you off of this stream. It would not be that difficult. Just the just the click Thank you. of the mouse. Is is this democracy <laughs> where like only you can have like bad opinions? Like I can have bad opinions. Like <laughs> Not about Cole Anthony. Okay. No. Okay, great. Not and especially not you. Okay. If it was somebody else, it's fine, but not you. Yeah. Especially not you. So you so poke with number four. No, I'm I'm a little bit far back, but but go on. I didn't I, I didn't I, I'm just saying this is where I first thought yeah. about him. Yeah, no, to I'm me it's, not, it's I would, a little bit later. But yeah. Yeah, I would not take him. Mm-hmm. Uh this is where I have Patrick Williams. Yeah, me too. Man, we're just like just right step by step here. Lamelo, Edwards, Halliburton, Patrick. Williams. Yeah, we're, we are boring. It's it, it is quite it is quite boring. Hopefully, we get interesting here in a little bit. Uh, he happened to go number four in the draft. Mm-hmm. A six foot eight, versatile wing. He plays the three and the four. He profiles as a really good defender. Mm-hmm. He has some creation skills that have yet to be developed. Mm-hmm. But he was also one of the younger guys in the draft. Yes. He and Edwards are the same age. You know, he's younger than James Wiseman, younger than Okoro, younger than Okongwu. You know, he's a very, very young player that's still developing. And he is, to me, he's the key to unlocking what the Bulls have. Yeah. You know, you ha- they got all these free agents. Great. But if Patrick Williams can take another step in his second year, then you got it. Like, then you yeah. have an actual team. So I'm I'm a fan of him. I just like high upside wings. Mm-hmm. I mean, aside from like creation that I can see from day one, I want to see high upside wings, and that's why I have Patrick Williams. He's above the rest. He's really one of the only high upside wings 
in this draft. I agree. I mean, you could even, you could even say that he is like the only one, and, and like, like whatever you call Poku, like yes, Poku is Poku is a. If I were to use Sam Presti's words, I would say he's a basketball player. So I don't know what position he is, but Patrick Williams, I think, deserves to be here. And like, kudos to the Bulls for taking him. Yes, as high as they did, because even on draft night, people were like, "Oh, that's a little high for Patrick Williams." Yeah. you know, and it was it was the right pick. It was so much better than all the picks that like every team besides the Kings made. So, <laughs> or the Hornets. Uh, well, the Hornets were ahead. I, I thought about like all the the remaining. Oh, team, behind. Yeah, behind. Uh, well, sorry. Yeah. 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 That's right. So that's right. Number five is where we finally disagree, um, because this is where I, I think you can start discussing Poku, but I have him like yeah, lower, a few okay. spots. Um, I thought, well, Weissman went number two in the draft. And I'm not ready to say that I would comfortably pick anyone else before him. Maybe Pokushevsky. Um, Not others that I have between him and Pokushevsky because, I mean, I want upside there. And and then I said, well, he still has a ton of defensive upside. And and last year was, was a dysfunctional year. And maybe he'll have to change team before he blossoms. But... I'm willing to give him another year. Um, he was, to me, one of the best uh, upside guy in the draft. And maybe he will be the next Marvin Bagley where he will never develop into anything. That is a possibility. But I think that if a general manager has the chance to redraft, I don't think he, he slides too much, to be honest with you. Probably not. I think that's true. The the Warriors still maintain that that they did the right thing with him mm-hmm. and and they use all sorts of comps for him to make things feel better. Yeah. And you know, he he had a rough rough rookie season when he did play. Yes. Um they were much better without him. Sure. And they did not have they did not have a suitable replacement for him. Yeah. Uh, he's got lots of different skills. He's very athletic. He's obviously got tremendous size. Uh, he theoretically can shoot it, mm-hmm. but you know, did not show any consistency with that. But he's still very young, so it's hard to say. Uh, I'm with you that it's a the Warriors are kind of a tough fit for him mm-hmm. because that big spot has never been a rim diving big man. Yeah. Right. It's that's never been what they have wanted or how their offense operates. So it's a curious pick in that case. And you know, I'm not I wouldn't say I wouldn't ever say like, oh like call it now. Like he is Marvin Bagley two point no. Like I like I don't think he is, but there's just he's still very much a mystery man. And there's a lot of mystery men in this draft. I still and like to to be fair, like I have him six on my list, so okay. it's not like I have him like crazy low mm-hmm. on my list. But and I'm going to take Poku next, by the way. And number five at number six. 
You took Yeah, 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 but with, uh, who's your... Uh, he was five? Poku's number five. Okay. Yeah, Poku's number five. Okay. Yeah. And it's because of the shot creation ability. Mm-hmm. It's because of the high upside that exists with him. That doesn't really exist with many other guys in this draft class. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were doing a draft based on a certainty of like being able to contribute on a championship level roster, no, I might have yes. Poku down in like the teens, you yes. know, but for this exercise, it's about upside, right? It's about like, what, what can you do with that pick? And I feel like you can, it's not easy to get guys like Sadiq Bay or Jane McDaniels or Kong Wu or Isaiah Stewart. Like it's not easy to get those guys, but it's a heck of a lot easier to get those guys than it is to go get a high upside player like Poku who can play between the three and the four uh, whenever he's fully developed. I think he will shoot it. He's a, he sees the floor in a way that most players don't. Mm-hmm. He has a handle for a seven footer that like very few seven footers have. And I just think the upside there is crazy. I think that it really is insane and it may take a while for him to realize it or he may never realize it that's certainly possible but if i'm picking at five and i want to take a swing on a player i mean he's the biggest swing left in the draft Mm -hmm. in my opinion even more of a swing than wiseman because wiseman you know even ayton like he tops out at some level and you need a good guard creator at some level with him for him to be productive. Like you can't just have him. Like he's not Joel Embiid. No. And Wiseman is not Joel Embiid. No. Or he's, he's Nikola Jokic or any of these like top tier centers. Like I don't see Wiseman being that. And so mm-hmm. and I also worry a little bit, like the type of player that Wiseman is, because he has such tremendous potential, because he is the guy that he is, like, do you want to pay a non top five center a max contract at the end of his rookie scales deal. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know that I, I don't know that I would, but would I want to pay a wing creator that maybe like probably, probably so like, I'd much rather pay Patrick Williams at the end of his rookie scale deal. You know what? Then you you Wiseman. you sold me on Paco being a little bit higher. I even bumped him up a spot. Uh, I had him, um, seventh, uh, on my board. Okay, but I think that I'm um, I'm being too, I would say too um, what a general general manager would do here, and I think that most of general managers will not take Pokushevsky. But if I probably not, I I think that between him, Kilinays, and Sadiq Bay, um, is a yeah. is a tight race, and I had Kilian before him first. Now, yeah, I would pick Kilinays uh, right after Pokushevsky because I know that he had a terrible rookie season, but he was ridden by wow. injuries, and there were a few moments yeah, in the season and during summer league when he decided to shut down a player, an NBA player on the other side, and he, sure. and he just did, sure. and and I think that offensively, he showed like. A little of what he can do, and with Cade, I think that he can do what he does best, which is attack to some degree, uh, and not. Yeah, he doesn't need to shoot very much. I know that he's dribbling, dribbling, dribbling right now. Um, I heard you and Alex talking about that, and I agree, hundred percent. 
But the point is, I wonder, with a guy like Cade, that, and, and with Grant, they have gravity, what happens then? Can he get a little bit yeah. more of space and can he be a little bit more decisive with the dribble? And I'm not ready to, uh, to pick anyone else here because he still has some lead guard upside. Not, not a lot, but some. Yeah. And among the other point guards, I think that his size and his ability to be an effective defender. I mean, again, uh, guys like Sadiq Bey, I mean, yeah, he's better. Surely better. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's better. But what's the upside with Sadiq Bey? I don't know. Yeah, I have Bey, a, I have Bey pretty high mm-hmm. just because I can see him contributing at a high level for a contender. Yes. Like it's just the path there is pretty easy for him to even be a starter. Yeah. Like I can see it. Uh, I, I just didn't really see a whole lot with Killian Hayes in the time that mm-hmm. he was there. He was a mystery man, largely coming into the draft. He got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not impress me in summer league besides a couple nice defensive stands that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm largely out okay. on him. And I have him quite a bit lower yeah. on this list. Um, not like I was not completely outside the lottery, but like pretty low. He was so, high in my stat board though. Weirdly enough. Was he? Yeah. Eighth. Yeah, that is high. That, that is, really is high. high. So Hayes, Hayes, so we have Hayes at seven. So it was Lamelo, Edwards, Halliburton, Patrick Williams, Wiseman, Poku, Killian Hayes, number eight. I'm going to take Sadiq. Yeah, I think this is this is where I think you have to start because the upside players are mostly gone. Yeah, like the high high upside guys are mostly gone. So now you have to figure out, okay, now what skill levels or like what skill sets are left of players that have the potential to be high level starters? Well, Sadiq Bay is the first guy I turn to. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, okay, like shooter, defender, toughness provides all of that. Give me Sadiq Bay because he's he's somebody that I have like think about Jay Crowder and how valuable he's been. Yeah. And he, know, he may be better. Sadiq may be better. I was just about to say that. I think I think Sadiq has a, a chance to to do what Jay Crowder does, but actually shoot the ball well consistently. Consistently, that is the key. Yes, I, I completely agree with this analysis, and um, I have him there uh, at number eight. Yeah. He was seventh in my stat profile, and and again, I I had him much higher than nineteenth in my board, or at least I hope I did, because uh, I was pretty yeah. high uh, on Sadiq Bay. Um, so yeah. So you had Sadiq Bay at sixteen. Okay, so not much higher. I thought thirteen. I had him at fourteen. You are doing so much better at this. <laughs> I'm humiliated. Um, yeah, and, and with the same logic, basically, I have quickly right after. Oh, you do. Oh okay. yes, um, because he was fifth in the stat board and. And he's good. He can he can ball. He, he can create. He can yeah create his own shot. It's not mm-hmm. it's not really a great point guard 
Uh, he, he doesn't really create for others, but yeah. But he's a he's a guy who played for tips, and he can create his own shot. That tells me a lot mm-hmm. about how impactful he can be on a on a decent team as a rookie. And maybe the upside is not so great. I agree. But I mean, I want to bank in the fact that he was able to play a role very well, and he was productive yeah. and efficient. I mean, the efficiency was very high uh, for him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This so I'm much lower on quickly than you are. Great. Um, Why? I have a hard time seeing it translate to a, like a really good team. The Knicks were good. Like I like. A starting like a starting level player on a on a good team. I just have a hard time seeing uh, it. Same, but I see him as a six man on a good team. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I'm just lower. I just think that there's more starters in this class. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Um, ten. So you have quickly at nine. I'm gonna take Tyrese Maxey at ten. I see. Okay. Um. The efficiency was not there with Maxi last year. No. With the 76ers. Mm-hmm. But the size that he provides and the creation ability that he does have, mm-hmm. it's not impossible to see him as a lead guard at some point in the NBA. Um, I know, <laughs> you weren't high on him at the draft either. I was much higher on him. At the draft, too, which is part of my evaluation okay. here, is that I really liked him at the draft. He contributed to the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also think the Sixers are going to be willing to do some deals for Ben Simmons based on the expectations for Tyrese Maxey. Um, okay. There's some, there's some stuff there. And... Those are, I mean, those are some of the reasons why I'm that high on him. Let's let me see where I had him. Um, not that high on him. <laughs> I was high on him, but not not as high as I thought I was. I had him twenty, mm-hmm. and you were much higher on him at the draft. I don't know why I always thought I was much more. Are, are much you sure that you're reading you. your column and and not mine? I'm very sure. Okay. I'm looking at it. You had him 13th on your board. Wow. What am I doing? What am Almost I doing? like around this. <laughs> what, what, was what was I doing? I, doing? I don't know what I was doing at the time either. Because I was, I don't know. I really, I liked him a lot at the time. Okay. I'll, I'll but, fact check Andrew on this list. I'll search it on my computer as well. I'm looking at it. We have it posted on the Dream Team site. Wow. You posted it though. You think I doctored these up? Of you course. think I'm Chad Fording? Yes. This, yes, this, you are. This thing. You're trying to make me look <laughs> foolish <laughs> or drunk. Um, <laughs> no, no. Maxi that high, I think, is very smart. It's no. a very it's a very talented thing of you to do. Well, I have him, I have him, I have him a bit. We're around that, that number uh, right now. Um, I see okay. why. I still struggle with with efficiency and it was so bad. Um, yeah, sure. And the stats profile was not so great for him. So I bumped him up from his drafts a lot, but but not a lot. He was 17th on my board in terms of um, stat profile. 
Um, okay. Like Cole Anthony is number four. Like four. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's, that's insane. Here is where I say, well, I'm willing to give this guy another season. Okay. And so I'm picking Isaac Okoro here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because he was um, high yeah. on my board, apparently. Um, he was. On both of our yes. boards. And Cleveland is Cleveland. And I mean, yeah. He's a very good defender. He was, th- he was three. He was three for both of us, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And so, to me, it makes sense to to take a swing. Um, to take a swing because I mean, like he's still a wing. So if I have to take a swing, it's better for me to take it on a on a wing compared to a big man. And maybe I can see Maxi, which is on the top of the non-star point guard list that I have, uh, and that starts in a bit. Um, but still, um, a, wi- a wing that has size that, that can defend. To me, I'm willing to give him another year. The stat profile to yeah. me is uh, not so bad. He's 12, mainly because he's ranking very high in this class in terms of uh, defensive metrics like steals, mm-hmm. blocks, rebounds, defensive win shares. He has a high defensive win share with Cleveland. That that should count for something. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, it should count for so, something. So there's that. And um, again, if you ask me today, do, do you want to bet he's a starter for the next five years? Probably not. But if, if he becomes one, then he can be a very good one. Uh, like if everything pans out for yeah. him, he's a very, very good player. If not, he's probably a rotation, like a Stanley Johnson kind of guy uh, who stays in the league, but doesn't stick. And yeah. so he's already a better defender than Stanley he Johnson. He is. Though. He is. But he like Stanley yeah. Johnson projected to be a very good defender out of Arizona and then oh, yeah. lost himself. Uh Oh, Kelly, are you there? He's frozen. Is it me frozen or is it him frozen? It's me. It's because I mentioned Stanley Johnson being a good defender. And so my connection refused to... That's your fault. Yeah, refused to agree with me and punish me immediately. Yeah, Yeah, that is absolutely your fault. Yes. Uh, So before we go to number 12, another surprise player maybe, maybe a player that you don't have, maybe a player that you're not quite as high on. Um. Before we get to that player, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open 
to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back from that quick break. Can I guess? Number 12. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, have yeah. yeah, yeah, go ahead. Jaden McDaniels there. Wow, you read my mind. Um, yeah, I'm pretty high on McDaniels. I was horrified of him. I was horrified of him at the draft. Mm-hmm. But he kind of fits into this mold of, okay, now that the high upside guys are gone, who can contribute in a meaningful way? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a Koro in this range. I have a Kongu in this range. I've got several other players in this range. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, just because of the physical profile that he has, it's unique compared to everybody else in this draft. Yes. Uh, his length, his athleticism. He's got a, a little bit of creation ability that's there, but I don't trust it. Uh, but if he's a guy that can defend multiple positions, hit a three, uh, he will play in this league for a long time. Yes. And uh, I'm also very swayed on him because someone who watched him all last year and John Krasinski is like super duper high on him. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, that honestly, sh- it shook me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I really like what he did last year, you know. And again, like you go and look at the stats, like just the raw stats of these players. Like six points, yeah, three point seven boards, like one assist, one block, half a steal. It's not much. No. There's not much there to work with. But he did shoot thirty six percent on three attempts per game, and if he is that, plus what he can be as an upside defender, you know, he's he turns twenty one here at the end of this month, yeah. so he's not like incredible like he's young but he's not yeah, like not crazy young poku young mm-hmm. um but i like the profile of player just because like six foot nine long arms athletic can hit a corner three all right you're you're in the mix like get in here because there's some guys in here that don't have quite that profile or maybe they do but they don't have the the size and the length that he has compared to some other guys in this group. So that's that's why I have him. Here. I don't despise this choice, but I don't it's not mine. I have him yeah. 20th on my board. Oh wow. Yeah, we are we are far apart on the Jaden McDaniels yes. experience. And I made um I, I thought about it and then I said, hmm, would you pick him or Okongwu who had zero chance to clearly this is not a projection on like their teams part of that is of course because we are evaluating where they are now knowing where they are now 
But to me, Okongu has a chance to be a better player than Jaden McDaniels. There's nothing in this season that told sure. me, well, I had him fifth on my board. He is um, he's bad in the stats profile just because he didn't play. But he didn't play. Didn't have the opportunity. Exactly. Which is concerning. It is to concerning a, degree, a bit. But he, yes. had, he, had, he had injury stuff too. So, I mean, it's just... Yeah. It's he's a he is such a tough one to evaluate, and he got pushed down my board just because we didn't see him. Yeah, and it is fair. Um, I pushed Obi Toppin down there, down, pretty down, pretty far down because of that. But he had yeah, yeah. like his calling card was production, and yeah. he didn't produce. Okongu, oh. Okongu was a project. Um, yeah. also production was a thing that we were kind of sure that he could be a productive big man but he just had yeah. a crazy crazy good season of a player that was yeah. in front of him Capella had an amazing season like yeah. anyone he was yeah. yeah he was probably top seven center in the yes league. I, I completely agree and so um, I have him and Isaiah Stewart um, in yeah. like one after the other for different, very different reasons. Um, but in the end, I said, well, I still like the idea of Okongu a little bit more. And there are data points yeah. in many different competitions that says he's a, he's a tough guy. So maybe he will, he's a talented guy. Maybe next year uh, that will be better. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah Okongu for me. Yeah, that makes sense. I had Okongu. He's so, he, in our, Redraft, he's going 13th. I had him 10th on my like late on my redraft board. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, Everyone needs a smile. Says, did they pick beef stew yet? We have not, but he's going right here. Yeah, this is where I'm. This is where I'm drafting Isaiah Great. Stewart at 14th. Yes. Uh, he was just like flat out a a nice player for the Pistons in a in a really bad year. Mm-hmm. Um he was really pretty good for them. Yes. Uh didn't take a lot of threes, but took enough that made you say, huh, okay. Well that might be there for him. Yeah. You know, only thirty three percent. He was twenty one of sixty three on the season. So does that tell you a lot? Doesn't tell me a whole lot, but no, he's you know, willing. He possibly, he's willing to take. Yeah, them. he's willing to take the shot. Yeah, more more than we can say about guys like you know Stephen Adams. Like, how many years have we talked about Stephen Adams taking threes? Yeah, don't go there. I'm you know, happy. I'm in a good mood. Don't go there. You know what? I, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, like he's like right out the gate. Beef stew's taking threes. Great. Yes. And like I'll like I'll take that. And I think that he. One thing that's holding him back from being a lot higher in this class like if he were seven feet oh yeah like like give me him over wiseman <laughs> at this point because like he's actually good yeah but not know, even besides theoretically point. good like during draft night if he's seven yeah. feet tall instead of six eight oh. and change yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, that yeah. changes the equation it changes everything yeah because he's young oh, yeah he's 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 really yeah. young he's he's 20 yes and doesn't turn 21 until may Mm -hmm. so yeah he's 2001 so this i mean that's that's meaningful that means that there's some more stuff there and if you just ask people that watched a lot of high school ball Mm -hmm. 
they'll tell you about Isaiah Stewart. What they'll tell you about Isaiah Stewart is that he dominated everybody. Yeah. And that he like he played against some of these well known players in this class and he was better than all of them yeah. at that level. Now, yeah, and he played enough. Continue to translate. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but to me, I think he's shown enough to where you can say, like, could he be a starting level player on a championship level team? Like, depending on the team, yes. Mm-hmm. But he could. Could he be a contributor? Absolutely, absolutely, he can. Yeah, we'll see about hips mobility and how much he will be asked to switching against guards because that is also part that we we have yet to see from him. Because yeah. even if he's um not tall enough he's strong so eventually he will be able to play against one-on-one against good centers and do something the point is can he be a versatile defender because if he is and he's willing to take shots then why not uh, and again i have him yeah. 12 on my board um so i completely agree yeah so last before the barrage of point guards on my board, it's Danny Advia, Advia for me. Yeah. Um, yep. No statistical evidence. A few nice moments. None. Ton of potential still. And yeah. I mean, I I I wanted to to put him after this barrage of point guards, but then I said, Yeah. Do I really pick him before? Cole Anthony or Theo Maledon or no. I mean, if they ask you today, would you trade Theo Maledon for Danny um for Danny Avdia? Yes. Yes. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Kira Lewis. Yeah, there's yeah. Yes. Pressures at you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To me it's he provides versatility from the forward spot mm-hmm. that I don't know, like who else in this class can do that. That's left. Uh, really nobody. Right. Mm-hmm. So will he be the best of this bunch? No, it's unlikely, mm-hmm. but does he provide something that all the other guys don't? That's more difficult to find. I'll just say that. Like it's, it's harder to find a player that can do what Denny does than it is to go find Kyra Lewis Jr. The next, yeah, or Malachi Flynn yeah, yeah, or yeah. whoever. So, yeah, I don't disagree there. Uh, okay. So, the next player I have, uh, this is where at 16, I'll take Devin Vassell. Oh, okay. Um, just another classic shooter yeah defender you know could potentially be a high level defender at maybe a level um he you wish he was six seven but he's only six five Mm -hmm. um one of the reasons that he didn't go that high he's already 21 um that's another thing and he didn't shoot the ball like you would have wanted him to in his rookie season, you know, was his true shooting. He's 40% from the field. Like, it's just like, ugh, like that's not, yeah, 52% true shooting. It's like, okay, if you're a shooter, like that doesn't really cut it, you know, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. 
he didn't play a tremendous amount for the Spurs, uh-huh. which you could also like, you could say it's a red flag. I don't know. And we played a thousand minutes for them. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully he'll play more, but you know, I, I'll take a risk on a guy that I think can profile as a high level defender, good catch and shoot type of guy, you know, but I'm not in love with him. Same. And I have him a little bit lower uh, before I have my 17th um, pick, which is Cole Anthony. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Talk me into it. No, there's nothing to talk about, uh, really. He's the only guy that can take pull-ups at will that is still on the board. Sure. sure. That's it. And he's... It's at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have yeah. him, Maladon, and Kierlus, one after yeah. the other. I think that this is the yeah. pecking order as of today between the uh, yeah. point guard that are probably bench players and that maybe can blossom into something if the surrounding are good enough. Yeah. Yeah, um, there are other players I would like to have other than Cole Anthony. Um, I mean, yes, if I play a basketball game tomorrow to win it, yes, mm -hmm. I would take many others, like Xavier Tillman, for example. I love Xavier Tillman. Me too. Love Xavier Tillman. But I can check Um, the fact that Cole Anthony is still young mm -hmm. and has crazy good potential in terms of pull-up threat being a pull-up threat yeah so yeah yeah sure i didn't have him in my top 20 um but that does exist the pull-up does exist yes 
I just don't know if he can provide anything for you on the other end. And if that pull up is valuable enough to, for that not to matter, you know, like the, the pull up and that's, this is like a similar argument that we're going to have to make. For exactly. I was thinking about this at some point. Yes. Because the reason that you take Trey man at 18 in the draft is because of the pull up three. Yeah. Like the, that, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Just similar to your Cole Anthony argument. And the good thing about him versus Cole is that Trey's got a lot of, he's got size for the position. Yeah. Um, that Cole doesn't have, where it makes everything a lot harder for him to even make any kind of impact mm-hmm. on the defensive end. Like you, Trey's a lot skinnier; he's not as thick as Cole is, but you can, you know, you you just get bigger as you get older. And if if Trey can figure out some stuff on the defensive end and can hit that pull up, then it's valuable enough. Um, at eighteen, I'm going to take Desmond Bain. Boring. Um, boring, but I, th- I think part of the, part of the reason that the Grizzlies made some of the moves that they did this uh, off season was because of the belief in Desmond Bain. Yeah, and he's a a contributor right away. I think you can plug him into almost every team in the league, and they say, "Yep, we have a spot for him." Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got. Maybe a little bit more juice off the bounce than I thought he might at the NBA level. It's not a lot, but it's at least some. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just tough, tough as nails. Like going to be in the league for a long time, mm-hmm. more than likely. So that's it's similar to my Vassell take. You know, um, he just has shorter arms than Vassell. So, yeah, like that's <laughs> that is literally the reason that I di- differentiated between the two. Bain had a much better rookie season than Vassell. Yes, um, but I'm not going to base everything off of how they played in their rookie. Well, year. you sure they are old? They're older. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bain's 23. Yeah. Like Bain is. If you locked him in, but I mean, the thing about him is compared to a lot of these other guys, and this is where. I had to weigh the production at some mm-hmm. point. He took 271 threes yeah, that's a lot. his rookie season and hit 43%. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, like okay, I'll I'll take that. 60% true shooting. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I'll I'll take it. Even if he got short arms, like, I'll take it. And he's six foot five. And, you know, I know that Vassell shot the ball much, much worse. I just I had Vassell had a much higher grade mm-hmm. before the draft yeah. than Bain did for me. And so I have to factor that in somewhere. But I have those guys like in lockstep on, on my like next board, on my board that I created over the past couple of days. By the way, I'm keep bumping down Obi Toppin. Uh, yeah, for good reason. Yeah, uh, I, I, was, I, I had him right here, but I said, mm, doesn't look... Like what is he? Like that's that's the question I have yeah. because I don't have with almost everybody else I don't have a lot of questions as to what they are mm-hmm. besides Cole Anthony. Everybody else I don't I've like like I I can see what you are. Yeah. Like what's the and Obi was really nice in summer mm-hmm. league, but this is summer league. Yeah. Like, of course he's going to be able to do yeah. that kind of stuff against these bad players. Like he has to, like if he didn't, then it would just be like, man, then really, what are you? Because he's supposed to be like, uh, like Amare or yeah. somebody like that. Yeah. Like that's what people thought he was, and he's not as high level of a creator. No. Um, 
he's just not big enough too is kind of one of the problems for yeah him. it was extremely so disappointing I've, in yeah like actually have him in this range in my mm-hmm. mock in my mock i have him in this range but i don't know yeah. like are you taking him at no. 19 i would probably okay. go tail here to okay. be honest with you i think that he okay i mean tail was bad for long stretches of, of this season but i mean we focused on the crazy high moments of Pokushevsky. If you look at the game yeah. in Portland, for example, for Teo, that was a great game yeah. where it was aggressive. It was like taking pull-up trees, making pull-up trees. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, I wonder if, if there is uh, enough aggressiveness on him that he could do that every single night. And today the answer is no. Um, yeah. But he also was okay. Surprisingly okay. Uh, surprisingly steady. There is value mm-hmm. on that. And when you are picking around the 20, I think that you can say, well, he was the starting point guard for a team and he wasn't mm-hmm. terrible. The team was terrible. Don't get me wrong. The team was terrible. Yeah. But he had Moses Brown. Like that should count for something. Like a guy that couldn't yeah. set screens for heel, couldn't provide vertical spacing, nor like like spacing in general. He was playing with Deck, Dort, uh, which was great. Two very good players. But then, like, mm-hmm. what else? Yeah. Basically, was not like a functional uh, NBA player for most of the season. He had his heights. So it's yeah. hard. It's hard to, to, like, to play the point uh, in a... He's an organized guy. Uh, and, and, like... Yeah. So, I don't know. What what is he? What is he to you? At the you know, let's say five years from now, what is Teo? Like what what do you think he is? Mm, he is um a lesser version of George Hill, if everything goes well. He's gotta shoot it. Oh, he will so, shoot it. Like has to shoot oh, it. Oh, I think he will. I think that uh with the task of, of being the number one lead guard, especially without Lou, um he took a lot of bad shots. And with better shot selection, I think that the percentage will go higher. George Hill is a good shooter, but if you ask him to take trees out of a pick and roll or like pull ups, mm-hmm. then you will see that he's not like a forty percent shooter. Like absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, I need to. See, I just need to see it. Yeah, but we saw men you know. like we saw a lot of production. He's sixth on the overall statistical profile because he had yeah crazy high usage. A lot of three. He took shots. Yeah. 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 But also assists. And he wasn't so bad in terms of defense. He wasn't good. He's not so bad. Yeah. He's not so bad. He's strong. Like he's really strong. Yeah. I know that. And I think that we have a lot of bias because of how we played in Summer League. But I can't shake the fact that I think that he plays in a. He's not a guy that you will say, wow, like Pokushevsky. He's a guy that is steady, very steady. Yeah. Um, yeah. he's more Mike Conley than, than Russell Westbrook I mean he's not he's not yeah. either like he's much yeah. worse but but in terms of type of player he plays at his own pace he does I'm trying to to guard a little bit with him like not overrating him no but yeah. because, because I because I watched every one of his games and I did see the good in him and I saw the bad yes. and 
I just think about some other guards in this class. And I just wonder how many, like how many, how many people that watch the Celtics would have him above Peyton Pritchard? Not many. I have them in the same tier. Yeah. Like how many would have him above RJ Hampton? Many. Okay. How many would have him above Malachi Flynn? Also many. Like, I kind of, I mean, I like Malachi's creation abilities. Okay. More. But he's old. Uh, he's older. And, he is and, old. True. and they True. had, like, Tail played a lot. Like, Tail played a lot. It's true. Out of necessity. Out of necessity. But, yeah, he, he was, like, he's not easy to play point guard um, in a team that, like, point guard if you are not, like, a score first guard, which he is not. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he's not I so the the arguments for in favor of Teo there's a lot of them actually mm -hmm. that you can make you can say he's one of the youngest players in this class mm -hmm. you can say he is speaking a language that's not his own mm -hmm. in a country that's not his mm -hmm. own during a pandemic like all the same ex excuses and stuff that we give for Poku, like he gets the same. Mm -hmm. Like he gets all of them because of that. Um, so yeah, I think there is more upside with him. I'm I'm not saying that I think that you're wrong. Thank you. I'm just trying to make sure. I'm trying to make sure that we're guarded against bias here because I don't even know that I guard it. I, I don't even know that I have the ability to guard myself against the bias I have for Poku. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I bumped him down. Um, also because of that Pokushevsky. Um yeah and but with Teo I mean he he was sixth on my board in terms of stats that is he was in the same range as um, something. as quickly he was better yeah. than Sadiq Bey and I like him better than I like there's a lot of things I like about him better than quickly like he can Teo can create for mm -hmm. others Teo can hold up on the defensive mm -hmm. end Teo can do lots of stuff but to me like the Unless he makes a big leap in the next couple of years, he will likely be a backup point yeah. guard. You know, and that's like the same for these other guys. Like I have, I Pritchard shot the lights out last year for the Celtics. Mm -hmm. You know, he shot forty-one percent from three, yeah. um, and he was pretty like he was pretty good. He played he played a lot for them too. He played twelve hundred minutes last year for the Celtics. Yeah. Um, he he did not lead the team in minutes like Teo did for the Thunder, um, but I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't hate that at nineteen. I don't hate yeah, that. I have. Um, I I might. No, yeah, I mean, ahead. I have Pritchard very high on three point attempts uh, and true shooting. Yeah. Full yeah. stop. Full stop. He's so small. Yeah. There's not. He's yeah. He's not very so good in taking pull ups, for example. For example. He's okay yeah. in assists, but not very good. Not as good as Maladon. So I yeah. get the allure with Pritchard, but he's, again, yeah. he's small. He's small. He's yeah. small. And he's 23. Yeah. He's, what is he? He's three years older than Teo. So, like, what will Teo be in three years versus what will Pritchard be in three years? Like, Pritchard will likely just be who he is in three yeah, years. Yeah, maybe he, he becomes Caruso. Like, a guy like that. Um, Teo? Both. Both can yeah. be 
uh, guys that are scrappy. I see Pritchard being scrappy, being just um, a guy that I don't know, uh, Potter's guy. TJ like T like TJ McConnell. Yeah. Yeah, small white guy that has to scrap to stay in the league because he's not, not as athletic. athletic yes. Um, I'm not sure about like um, how how good he is in terms of IQ, uh, in terms of like being able to really create uh, preacher. He, he's okay, but he's not like I think that Maliton has better point guard skills. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, mm-hmm. he does. He does, and he's got better size. Yeah. He's and also he had better teammates. Oh yeah, last year Preacher did that. That had gravity. Yeah, where Teo after. After SGA went down, mm-hmm. I mean, Teo lost not only SGA, Teo lost Horford. Yes. And those were two, like, pretty big planets in the Thunder solar system. And, and Hill. Right, that were taking up. And George yeah. Hill. They traded Hill. And Kenrich like, played much less. Like, and not with him. Kenrich and Muscala. Yeah. Like, this, not a, like all your spacing's gone. Yeah. So, like, the stat profile for him is, it's just a weird one. It's just a weird one. And the, I've gotten a lot of people have been upset with the way I've evaluated Teo um, over this offseason. And it's it's fair to question the way that I've done it. It's very fair to question it. I don't back down from anything that I've said, but it's fair to question it. And he has a lot of questions to answer this yeah. season. He did not impress in no, Summer League. And... So I just need to see it. And perhaps with better players around him, he'll play better. He seems to be that type of player, but he's also very, very young and needs to develop. So totally fine. Uh, So we can end at 20 here uh, and then we'll recap real quick. Who would I take at 20? I've got, I still have Obi Toppin on this list. I don't really want to put him here. No, Xavier. Um, or Precious. I like Xavier. I like Precious. I just don't... I don't know. I still... like. I don't love the upside of either one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy who has the best upside left on your board? RJ. But does he have upside? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I think he okay. does. Um. I got. I'll take RJ Hampton. Here. Wow, he he's six four. He's fast. He's young. He's twenty mm-hmm. years old. Um, you know he's got to be able to shoot the ball better than he did. Shot the uh, ball thirty two percent from three. <laughs> I know, I know. If he gets that to work, which I hate that he ended up in Orlando because I have little or faith that he'll make it there than he would have in mm-hmm. Denver. Uh, hopefully he hopefully he can make it, but you know he was willing to take threes, which I think is mm-hmm. good. Um, there are players of his profile that are unwilling to take threes and it's bad for mm-hmm. them. He has some creation ability out of the pick and roll that that I like in him and he just has a speed gear that no one else left in this draft has. Fair. Um, and so just because of that, 
like the ability to get out on the break where Precious Achua, like I like him, but you can go find a backup big. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can do that. Like Obi Toppin, like I'm sorry. Like I'm just not willing to, I don't see the upside that's there with him. Um, No. Another guy I would have considered here, Aaron Neesmith. Yeah. Who can really shoot it from the wing. He looked really good in yeah. summer league and spots. Yeah. Um, I really still really like him. So he was somebody that I considered in this spot. Kira Lewis, um, have you considered him here? Yeah, I mean for similar reasons, mm-hmm. right? Like for the and maybe even maybe he's even faster yeah. than. Um, but yeah, I don't. He's smaller. Yes, um, not that much smaller, but a little bit smaller yeah. than RJ is. Uh, yeah, I would consider Kira Lewis here. Kyra, Kyra, Kira? maybe I don't know. You're. I think it's. I think it is Kyra because I'm trying to think of how my guy in New Orleans says it, and it is Kyra. So, uh, yeah, I. That's fine. I don't. I don't know what to think of him, mm-hmm. and I. I kind of put him and R.J. Hampton in the same bucket, mm-hmm. where it's like lightning quick guards that have some creation ability that weren't very good in their first yeah. year. You know, you could interchange them. Like it's not going to hurt my feelings to put Kyra here or R.J. here. Uh, yeah, know. no, it makes it makes sense, and um, yeah, it's hard. It's probably too early, way too early to redraft um, because it's absolutely way too early to redraft. <laughs> it's absolutely wow, way too early. Again, uh, where do you put Fit Crunchy on your list? Oh my gosh, I think he froze. I think that's a perfect, perfect place to end because that's the only response that you can truly give is a frozen Michele. So that's where we'll end. Thanks so much for listening to our pod. If you enjoyed this or you think that we have the dumbest list you've ever heard of, let us know. You can uh, comment on the post on Down to Dunk. You can add us personally on Twitter. Uh, at Mikey Barra, at Andrew K. Schlecht. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back on Wednesday. We're getting close to, to media day. It's kind of hard to believe, but it will be here soon. We'll uh, be able to do some pretty fun stuff as long as the COVID restrictions don't keep us from doing that fun stuff. So stay tuned for all that stuff. Hope you guys have a great, great day. And we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Wednesday.